Welcome to Coach's Corner. So because I'm on maternity leave, we wanted to mix it up on the weekend for you. All the Wednesday episodes are fresh coaching calls I pre-recorded before I had the baby. And this episode that you're going to hear is an old coaching call that I did several years ago that was one of the crowd's favorites. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, maybe it's a good time to re-listen to it. We can always learn more when we re-listen to something as well. So I hope you enjoy this coaching episode. And I'd like to thank my sponsor for this episode, Organifi. Today, I want to talk to you about their green juice. So one of the biggest complaints I've heard about green drinks is that they taste bad. <laughs> Most green drinks taste like you threw grass clippings and dirt into a glass of water. The good news is Organifi Green is not like that. When you take a sip of it, you'll be surprised at how good it tastes without any crapola in it. It's amazing and refreshing, and you don't have to mix a lot of other stuff in it to mask the taste. It's awesome just in water. So if you want to get the vitamins and minerals you need every day while not having to necessarily eat every single veggie and want it to be cheaper than buying a bunch of organic vegetables as well, you can subscribe and save, get all the organic nutrients you need for as low as $1.98 a day, or just order what you need when you need it. Go to Organifi.com slash over it. Use the promo code over it for 20% off. Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for listening. So question for you, or a couple questions actually. Would you say that you often have negative thoughts, thoughts that don't make you feel very good and you really know the value of positive thinking, but you just can't seem to totally shift it? If your answer was yes, or even sometimes to any of the above questions, you're going to love today's coaching session with Danielle. All right. Now some questions as you're listening to this coaching call with Danielle. Consider, are you a negative thinker? Do you tend to sabotage things before they really even get started, like a relationship, a job, friendship, fitness plan? Is anxiety something you'd like to feel less of? Do you desire a healthy, loving, romantic relationship? Are you the child of immigrants? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Danielle and be sure to listen to my breakdown after this call because I teach a little more and really break down what exactly happened in this session. Danielle, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for welcoming me to the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to be on the podcast with you. And basically, my question is, I am addicted to negative thinking. I feel that without it, I am unsafe. Mm-hmm. Particularly when I'm in a relationship, though, I don't get past a certain time period. Typically, it's about a month um, with the person without sabotaging it. Because I put myself into this 24-7 obsessive thought pattern, panic attack, anxiety over the entire relationship not working out despite its full potential. So I guess in essence, my question is, how can I stop this self-sabotage? Because I truly do want to be happy and find a great life partner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great question. Thank you for articulating it so clearly. So one thing is I encourage you not to affirm too much. I'm addicted to negative thinking, right? So we don't, right. we, we don't want to keep affirming that. So that's the first thing that I'd say. So from your point of view, how has negative thinking protected you and served you? You know, I'll be honest with you. Um, you're not the first person to ask me that question. And I truly don't feel and I have 
experienced and seen through my own auto observation that it hasn't served me any any good, you know? In essence, I would say to change the affirmation in the past, I have I was addicted to it and it could be because I've created a pattern where I've become so good at it that I don't even realize that it was mm-hmm. just this like created pattern belief system right. inner dialogue that I created within me. So let me ask you this. First, it definitely is serving you, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. So we're gonna right. we're gonna come to how it's serving you and why. Okay. And then we're gonna get that another way and it's gonna help shift this. But first I wanna what does your negative thinking sound like? Give me some examples of what it sounds like and particularly when you reach that point in relationship. Like if I was playing the soundtrack to your negative thinking, what kind of things would I hear? You would hear things like, I'm not good enough past this certain time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would hear things like, he's going to get tired of me. The fun phase, the enticing phase is just over. It's no longer fun. I'm no longer fun or interesting to him. He's not going to write me back. He's not going to call me back. He's not going to answer me. If I make a phone call or if I make a text, it's mm-hmm. like I create this frenzy inside of me mm-hmm. where I, I'm on edge. I, it's almost very much the kind of feeling, it's like a flight, fight or flight feeling right. where you yeah. feel like you're almost about to even jump off the building. And it astonishes me that this creates such a physiological effect on me even mm-hmm. where it's like I have shortness of breath. I have that mm-hmm. scared feeling in my chest, mm-hmm. uh, a tightness around my throat all over a, a call or mm-hmm. a text message not being answered in the time that I think it should be answered in. Do you ever go to amusement parks like Six Flags or any, any, have you ever written, go on roller coasters? Let me ask it that way. I sure have. Yes. Okay. okay. I sure have. So when you're on a big one and you, you know, you're going uphill and you hear that sound da, 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 as you're ratcheting and ratcheting and ratcheting uphill. Mm-hmm. What happens to your body and to your thoughts as you're going up? As I'm going up, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And when I hear that sound, it, it just builds up more anticipation right. for the peak and then the drop. Right. So the, the the anticipation is a fun kind of exciting feeling. Beautiful. I I'm not nervous because I already know what's coming and it's the drop. Exactly. Right. So that. Uh huh. So here's here's the thing. But do you see that your physiological response is caused by your expectation of what's to come? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so do you see that your physiological response to your thinking is because you're expecting something devastating to happen, even if it hadn't happened yet? Yes. It's, it's almost like the physiological response to what has yet to happen is worse exactly. than the response I would have, even if it did happen. Exactly. And even on the way up a roller coaster, sometimes the excitement and anticipation is even higher than when you scream in the release and you go down. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I just, just stay with me here. So do you mm-hmm. see that the nervousness, the excitement, everything that's happening now, when you're going up a roller coaster, is created by your mind. Now, when the roller coaster reaches the peak and you go down, of course, you're having a physiological response of your stomach dropping and all those things because you're on a freaking roller coaster. But notice on the way up, 
everything is created by your mind because of what you're expecting to happen. So Mm -hmm. just using that as a, as a picture here, and we're going to use it as a theme in our call. So going back to physiological responses created by your beliefs based on what you expect to happen. We Mm -hmm. form expectations of what we expect to happen based on repeated experiences we experience. So if I Mm -hmm. expect that every time I go to a certain restaurant, a certain waiter is going to be there, then that's how Mm -hmm. that expectation gets created. I'm just using super simple examples. I want to know, I want to know, and I'm sure you've thought about this, what kind of things happened in your past that created an expectation about the way life works, the way relationships work, the way you're loved, et cetera? What were the repetitive events in your past that caused you to expect certain things? Hmm. I'm a product of divorce. Mm-hmm. And looking back now that I've done a lot of deep digging and deep inner work, I think that I've lacked a lot of self-compassion for things that took place in my childhood. So as I went through them, or maybe in the recent years coming off of certain events, I didn't think that those were the causes for uh, my anxieties in life. And looking back now, I, I've, I've really realized, you know what, like, yeah, they were pretty tough situations you were in. And in the moment, you dealt with them the best that you could with what you had, but you didn't really realize how much they were affecting you Yes. till now. So mm-hmm. a, a couple things. One, you're not a product of divorce. You're a product of God in the universe. Your parents got divorced. Right. Two, tell me a little bit more about what growing up, how old were you when they got divorced? I was seven. You were seven. Okay. So up until then, what was life like at home? Up until then, life was really fun. My early memories of my parents being together were very fun memories. And a lot of everything that I observed and experienced in that time frame is very much embedded in me and a part of who I am today. Very fun, festive, social person. And I would say that I grew up in a loving household based on what I saw. It appeared that my parents had a very loving marriage. So when I got the news that, you know, they were going to separate, they sat me down in my grandmother's room one day and they very, you know, adult-like and very, you know, in a very good form told me what was taking place. And it was almost like I knew that that was going to happen, but I didn't want the transition to be a verbal one. It's almost like I wanted it to happen, but not have the talk. Okay. How did you know it was coming? Because they were fighting a lot Mm -hmm. in the weeks leading up to the actual decision to separate. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was seeing a lot of these arguments taking place in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of felt my, my intuition, my gut told me that something was about to take place that wasn't going to be very. Mm -hmm. And then when the separation took place, um, it affected me in the moment and probably for about a week or two thereafter, But then my new normal took place and it was that my parents were just not together anymore. Well, yes. And I do think that it's definitely still affecting you today. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think I think it's affecting you? I think that maybe 
from your standpoint, you can see that it's affecting me because I was not expecting that to take place. Yeah. So when it did take place, it kind of just created this maybe fight or flight pattern inside of me where I just maybe felt like I always had to be on guard for there you go. the next bad thing that was going to happen in my yep. life. And I wanted to be prepared for it. So when it happened, yep. it didn't catch me off guard. Exactly. Hmm. Beautiful insight. And this is how your negative thinking serves you. Started. Okay. How it started okay. and how it serves you. Because okay. if my life is going great as a child... And then I get a massive expectation hangover that my parents all of a sudden are fighting and they split up and my life drastically changes. A couple right. things are going to happen. I'm going to stop trusting the good because in any moment it can shift. And I'm also going to be like, Ooh, that was painful. Didn't see it coming. I better be on the lookout for the negative so I can brace myself. I better expect the worst. Right, right, right funny now that you say that because it almost gave me insight into why after my parents got divorced, there was a time where I remember um, living with my mom and her husband, maybe a few years later, I remember telling her at one point, mom, you know, I don't know why, but I feel like I, I'm short of breath all the time. And because I grew up in an environment or in a culture where since we were little, they were basically always embedding in our minds that we couldn't get past a certain kind of weight because being too fat wasn't a good thing. I, in my mind, assumed that the reason why I had a shortness of breath was maybe because I was overweight. Mm -hmm. And now that you've asked me these questions that have given me new insight, I realized that that anxiety that I felt at such a young age that came after my parents' divorce mm -hmm. was possibly a product of the divorce and yes. not so much me believing that I was so overweight that I was losing my breath over it. Correct. And I love all these insights you're making, Danielle. These are, this is so beautiful. And I also, <laughs> and also the weight could be a self-protective thing too. You know, in a way you soothe yourself through emotional eating and all those kinds of things. You know, it's mm -hmm. very, you know, it sounds like your parents tried to do a lovely job and sitting it down and explaining it to you, but it's very, Shocking for a child to go from stability to instability, right. especially at the age you are at. And, yeah. you know, I don't want any parents listening to feel massive guilt if you got divorced or anything like that. And I don't think staying in a terrible marriage is the answer either. It's just important right. to be aware of what happens to us psychologically when our home life goes from something that we feel safe in and something we expect to dramatically changing and catching us off guard a bit. And even being in the home when they were fighting, that was all hard as well. So right. the beautiful thing about the negative thinking is that it it's the way that you've quote unquote protected yourself that coupled with the weight is the way that you've protected yourself from mm -hmm. being caught off guard again. And so in a way, sabotaging things and negative thinking is less painful than an abrupt expectation hangover because at least you have control over it. 
at least you have control over sabotaging the relationship with the negative thinking versus if someone just out of the blue breaks up with you. So even though it's miserable and it doesn't feel good, can you see how some part of you has adopted this as a strategy because it gives you a sense of control? A 1000%. And I'll tell you, Christine, I currently um, have a life coach. Um, I, I met him um, because of God. I say this all the time. You know, when people ask me, how did you meet him? How did you find him? And I always just say, God, God, because I, I, I manifested it one day. I said, out loud, I want a life coach on a Sunday and I ended up meeting him on a Friday that same week. It was just bizarre, but it was beautiful. It was wonderful. So I have a life coach and I've been seeing a therapist for the past few years. So I've been searching, you know, I've been searching for a, a great part of my life. I'm 33. And in all the years that I've been doing deep inner work, trying to find the root cause of anxiety or depression or, you know, situations that I find myself in that are not so pleasant emotionally or physiologically, I've never reached the level of insight or awareness about my parents' divorce as I have now on this telephone call with you. Mm -hmm. Well, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. And, and I don't know what your life coach is working with you on, but this would be an important thing to continue working on and even maybe have him listen to this call. Yeah. And yeah. I I really I want to I want to take this a few steps further because I don't want to just leave you with with insight. Okay, thank you. So you see how the negative thinking actually brings you comfort. I, I get that it's, it's distressing and you don't like it and whatever, but can you also right. see that it brings you like, it's one of the ways you honestly take care of yourself. Can you see how it is? Mm -hmm. yeah, no, I, I see it. And even when I, when I submitted my question to you, I put it like I wrote it. It's like, I feel that without it, I am unsafe right. because it's been my shield for so long that even on a day that I wake up, feeling, you know, calm and serene and not on guard, it feels weird for me to feel yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, it's been your shield, but it's also kept a lot of love out. Right. It's been a block for me. Yeah. Yeah. We can't just shield ourselves from foreseeable hurt. It also right. keeps the love and the connection and the joy and the miracles out. So no right. judgment of it. And it's beautiful that you're having this awareness and you can start to shift it now. The way to shift this, and this is why I'm glad you're working with a coach because okay. a good coach can help you do this, is you want to really identify the payoff you're getting from the negative mm -hmm. thinking, which is it protects me, gives me a sense of control. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel like I'm not going to have the sh shoe dropped again. Like there's not going to be mm -hmm. an out of blue kind of erupt um, separation of some kind, or my life's going right. to dramatically change or whatever it is. Cause I have a feeling this negative thinking doesn't just show up in relationships. It shows up in other aspects of your life too. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. It has. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. when it comes up, it's greeting it with acceptance and going high negative thought. I thank you for protecting me and you've done such a good job all these years. And could you mind help me come up with a more true thought? I'm not coaching you to get straight to positive thinking because it's too much of a pendulum swing. It's like somebody right. who just had knee surgery and say, go run a marathon. Nope. Right. Once you recover from knee surgery, you start with a step. So this is just a step of like, what 
is true in this moment. So that's going to be important thing for you to ask. What's the truth? What's the truth? What's the truth? And then what I was saying in terms of what a coach can work with you on is identifying the payoff, like I was saying, of safety, protection, control, all that kind of stuff and find another way to get it because you're going to keep the negative that this feeling safe Mm -hmm. control is an illusion. So, you know, I'm not going to coach you to to something to help you feel in control because we're never totally 100% control, but feeling safe in the world, feeling safe in our own body and feeling like we have dominion over Mm -hmm. our choices and our inner experience. Cause we can't control what happens. We can only control what, how we respond to it. That's, those are all really important survival and life skills. They're very healthy, psychological feelings and thoughts to have. It's important to feel safe. It's important to feel like Mm -hmm. we have some dominion over our inner experience it's important mm-hmm. to feel like we're we're seen and we're heard and all those kinds of things. And that is a 100% inside job. Yeah. So your work from my perspective is some some inner child work and this is I don't know if you've taken my personal mastery course, it would be super great for you with everything that's happening okay. right now because we okay. go back in time and do a lot of work with the younger parts. Because I think there needs to be a conversation between you and that seven-year-old girl because she's the one that made the decision that this is the way she needed to think about things. Right. And you're right. She's always in that fight or flight mode because she's constantly on the lookout for danger. Yeah. And one more question. What's your lineage culturally, ethnically? Yes. um, I was born here in Miami, Florida. But I am first generation Cuban American. Oh, okay. Yes. Did your parents flee? Did they? Yes. Okay. Yes, they did. Uh, right okay. at the commencement of the revolution. Yes, okay. Because that's the other thing I was feeling. Okay. So, and this is something that you may want to work with some energetic body work, people that have more of a spiritual tool belt. Because the other thing yes. I'm feeling with you in your fight or flight is it's not your fear. It's almost like a lot of that kind of fight or flight fear was passed down to you. Right. I've and, been told this before. Okay. Times, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, then it's probably accurate. <laughs> so I yeah, would... I mean, it's actually, it's, it's, it's amazing that you and I have just met by telephone on a call, first time we speak, and that you were able to see that. <laughs> Oh, well, like I said, you're, you're ready to, to hear some things, you know? So, so that's the other thing, um, that I would suggest in terms of moving forward is part of that anxiety and that fight or flight is, is like, um, a generational pattern, cultural imprint. And there are beautiful healers and workers that can, can help you clear that. And just like you said, you're, you found your life coach with prayer and intention, You can do the same, you can do the same for this kind of work. And so it's just something that you want to clear and a good way to clear it. And this is also my personal mastery course is just through forgiving beliefs and misunderstandings and doing visualizations where you're cutting cords, you know, and you're cutting cords with your parents. And that, that isn't, uh, when we cut cords energetically, we're not cutting the love. We're not cutting the connection. We're just cutting any enmeshment, engagement, carrying on their stuff, so on and so forth. And Oftentimes when we see our parents fighting or upset in any way, we take on some of their pain as children. It's like we, Mm -hmm. we, we almost try to process it for them. 
And I feel like you did that as a, a, a bit as well. And that's where some of that breathlessness, anxiety, fight or flight thing is coming. So it's, it's two things. It's never just like one thing, you know, so it's it's a divorce and everything that happened. And it's also just this kind of imprint that I feel in you of, of like running and not feeling safe and like a constant state of anxiety. And yes, this, this is making sense to you. Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So you've got some action steps just so I know that that you heard me and this is all landing for you. How are you going to work with the negative thinking? Well, in working with the negative thinking, I've taken several steps in creating a a change of inner dialogue with myself Mm -hmm. because I realized that I always felt like something bad is always on the verge of happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's affected me so much to the point that I don't even really get a good night's rest often. You know, Mm -hmm. it's very uncommon for me to get a fulfilled night rest without any sleep aids or, Mm -hmm. you know, anything of that sort. So um, I've been working a lot already on uh, changing my inner dialogue and changing the way that I speak to myself or of myself. And I I believe that, I mean, it starts, I guess, with... well, let me help you out here um, yeah. because that just sort of reinforces my, mm-hmm. my feeling that there's just unprocessed trauma in your body. And right. so uh, find someone to help you through this. Personal mastery would be good. And then also uh, like a somatic therapist, some kind of healers that can help you clear some of this. I just feel right. if you really ask for your team, <laughs> your team to come forward, right. you'll find them. But so much of this is just self-soothing. Like finding right. ways to self-soothe yourself, rubbing your arm, cuddling with a stuffed animal. This is where right. hypnosis is really handy, binaural beats that you can, brainwave kind of music that you can just find on Spotify or on YouTube or those kinds of mm-hmm. things. Please mm-hmm. release the expectation that you're supposed to just do this all on your own. You're not. Okay. 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 Um, but the there are moments where I feel like I've done a lot and I've taken in a lot of information and I've, you know, tried to change the way that I see you speak and even treat myself. But sometimes I get to a point where it's almost frustrating because I feel like I'm doing a lot, but not getting to the core of what's really happening. I get it. I get it. So another thing I'd recommend is coming to my signature retreat in the spring because it's all experiential and it's exactly for people. Cause I was saying the same thing too. I've done all this work. I have all this awareness and many people on the show relate to this or who listen to the show relate to this, but why isn't anything changes? So it's time less, less reading and talking about and more. Okay you know, personal mastery would be helpful. Like I said, finding a somatic therapist would be really good for you. Those those kinds of things. It's really about getting back in your body and feeling safe in your body. Yeah. It's even gotten to the point sometimes where I've even wanted to get like a chemical test done to check the chemistry of my body or even believe that I was even bipolar and maybe Mm -hmm. needed some kind of psychiatric aid because a lot of these physiological symptoms that I feel based off of just thought alone sometimes mm-hmm. just doesn't feel normal to me. Well, you know? you know what? And if 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 going to a licensed clinician, there a, a psychiatrist, psychologist feels self honoring, mm-hmm. then do it. But do it from the place. And this is the last thing I'll say as we're wrapping up. Do it from okay. the place of I'm taking care of myself, not from a place of fear. 
and expecting something to be wrong. Do it from a place of exploration. And even if you do decide to get on some medication for a short period of time or a long period of time, whatever it is, you can do these other things as well. So I just Mm -hmm. really encourage you to approach this with so much love and curiosity and not from a place of I'm broken. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. Danielle made massive connections and had huge insights on this call, and I deeply acknowledge her for that. So before I dive into some of my specifics of the coaching session with Danielle, I just want to reiterate some of the big lessons that came through this call. First, any habituated response, feeling, pattern of behavior that you're currently engaged in was created for a reason, and most likely it was created a long time ago. So if you really want to shift something, you got to get curious about the origin of it. Second, your expectations about what could or could not happen in your life in the present and future are based on what has happened in your past until you consciously choose to update them. Significant life events and or repetitive events trigger us to form beliefs. These beliefs cause us to form expectations about life, others, and ourselves, which ultimately impact our present and create our future. Third, any so-called negative pattern that we want to change has a payoff or a positive and usually can't be changed overnight and especially can't be changed until we identify what the payoff is and learn how to get it in a more positive way. And finally, what we think keeps us safe actually separates us more from what we want and pushes it away and sabotages it until we actually update our definition of safety. So now let's apply these four things to Danielle's coaching session to hopefully connect some dots for you as well. First, Danielle's initial question was about changing her negative thinking in relationships and dating, but this pattern was not emerging because of dating. The big indicator was that her reaction to things like the constriction in throat, her tightness in chest, to an event like not getting a text back does not match the reality of what's happening. So you get that like her reaction to the current events did not match the magnitude of current events. It was way bigger. It was an overreaction. Her pattern of negative thinking and expecting the worst began when her parents got divorced. We become so good at patterns that we believe protect us, we don't even realize how much they are operating. And you could tell from the call, Danielle finally had that huge realization in our session. Second, her expectation about a relationship not working out comes from seeing her parents' marriage not working out and the expectation that she couldn't trust the good because it would just end. Third, the payoff, even though it was hard for her to see at first, of the negative thinking and the sabotaging and the obsessing over things gave her a feeling of safety and also control. And finally, what she thought was keeping her safe, the negative thinking, expecting the worst, that in her words shielded her from another massive expectation hangover, actually was sabotaging her relationships and keeping love out. I also want to talk about the analogy of the roller coaster I used. I use this for a couple reasons. First, I love to get people out of their stories and help them create a different picture to illustrate a concept. Our brains learn so much better when it can picture something or it has a reference point. Luckily, the image that dropped in for me to use was something that Danielle could relate to. She liked roller coasters. And as an aside for the coaches and therapists out there, if she'd never been on a roller coaster, I would have picked a different analogy to use that she could actually relate to and have a reference point with. So 
the roller coaster illustrated the concept that her physiological response, the excitement, the anticipation, the adrenaline she was feeling on the way up was caused by what she was expecting to happen, was caused by her anticipation. On the way up, everything is created by the mind because of what you're expecting to happen. This is key. Your thinking is creating so much of your suffering. So let me say that again. Your thinking is creating so much of your suffering. So you want to change your suffering, you got to change your thinking, especially when it comes to your expectations. So also while it's important not to be a victim of your life or get stuck in your story so much so that your past becomes an excuse or scapegoat for why you don't have what you want, it is important to acknowledge it and really understand how it's impacting you. By examining her past and really looking at the events that were forming her expectations, we were able to get to the root of why she was sabotaging. The other reason she was sabotaging is because sabotaging gave her a sense of control. Her parents' divorce was very unexpected. It felt very out of control for her. So she fears anything coming out of the blue. So if she can just use her negative thinking and her obsessive thinking to sabotage it, then it's ending and it's sad, but at least it's not coming out of the blue. So it gives her a false sense of control. Last thing I want to mention before I go into takeaways is to really release the expectation that you're supposed to figure yourself out and heal all this stuff completely on your own. None of us are on our own. And especially those of us who felt like we had to grow up early, become an adult early, maybe were an only child, had a kind of on your own experience as a child. I see a lot of that on your own experiencers as a child often try to feel like they have to fight through all this on their own and you don't reach out, get help, get support. Like I encourage Danielle to do. So some takeaways for you, watch what you affirm with your thoughts. You heard in this call, there were a lot of times I course corrected Danielle's language. So she'd stop reaffirming what she didn't want. Second, get curious about your past so you can see how it's impacting your presence, especially in terms of what you're expecting in your life. So what were the repetitive events or significant life events in your past that caused certain expectations and what were those expectations and how are they affecting your life now? Anything that you would label as negative or a pattern you want to change, identify the payoff and find a way to get that payoff in a more positive way. Always approach your growth, your development, your healing with love and curiosity. Don't be afraid to reach out for support. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in this show, please share it with others. Until next time, so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 